Hi, this is Erin and welcome back to Everything EFL, a podcast about English language teaching. I'm not an expert on the subjects I choose to talk about, but I've been around and I know my stuff. Credit will be given where possible. Happy New Year, everyone. I hope your Christmas break was restful and you're feeling ready to take on the new year, whatever it brings us. Right, let's start with a bit of housekeeping. If you've been a long-time listener, you will know that Shane has been conspicuous by his absence. He has officially left the podcast, but fear not, I'm moving forward with a bunch of new episodes, uh, some solo and some with guests. I've spent my Christmas break cleaning up and editing all of our past episodes, so if you're new to the podcast, go ahead and check out some of those. It is a bit of a mixed bag, but I intend to keep it that way. I'm going to fly solo today for the first time, so I thought I'd keep it short and also start the new year with a bit of a pep talk. It's a quick one, but an important issue, I think. I think everybody's gone through this, so this is why I want to talk about it. Okay, you always want to do the best for your students, and invariably, you fall in love with them, and they fall in love with you, and it's all going swimmingly until you either get pulled aside by your boss because a student has complained about you, or you get negative feedback in the form of a monthly or end-of-course survey. Now, at this point, your heart leaps out of your chest. You get that horrible sinking feeling in your stomach. Self-doubt creeps in. What's wrong with me? I'm the worst teacher ever. All of that. We've all experienced it. And it really, really hurts. You've done everything you can, haven't you? You've, you've treated this student the same as every other student, haven't you? What's going on? Well, first of all... I think the most important thing to remember is that this happens to everyone. Even seasoned teachers get complaints. It's natural. You simply cannot please everyone. I think you have to navigate this situation by firstly asking yourself a question. Is this the first complaint? Is there a pattern of complaints emerging? If the answer is no, it doesn't happen very often, I wouldn't worry too much. By all means, reflect on your relationship with that student Use your common sense and you can probably work out whether it's, you know, a clash of personality or the student isn't used to your style of teaching. There could be a million reasons, but don't spend hours agonising over it if it's a rare occurrence. It's just not worth the stress. But do take it on board. However, if this isn't the first time, then I think you have to, like, be really honest with yourself, sit down and really think about what you're doing or not doing. Look, I get it. It really stings. Look, I get it. It really stings. It's like a gut punch. But there comes a time when you need to be honest with yourself and take the next step to fix the issue. Regardless of the kind of complaint, if the student is still at your school, can you arrange a meeting to talk about it? Only do this when you've really thought about how you're going to do this and make sure your manager is present as well. Now, I always approach the student in a very friendly, casual manner, explaining that this is just a chat and I really want to know more so that I can learn from this experience and also possibly clarify any misunderstandings the student might have. This is not a chance for you to defend yourself, but listen to the student. That's the most important thing. It might give you a chance to explain how and why you do things as well, but only after you've sat and you've listened. So zip it. When a student joined a class of mine a few years ago, they complained about my class, so I sat down with them and my manager. Um, The whole situation was quite complex, but basically um, I listened to them, I made a few explanations about what I did and why I did it, 
And then I think most importantly, I promised to make a couple of changes, especially the way I conducted homework feedback, which was the main issue. I then extended a hand and made it very clear that I would welcome them coming directly to me if they had any further doubts or questions. I didn't use the word problems. Um, and they seemed perfectly happy with that. And they gave me a very positive end of course report. We were just on the same wavelength for the rest of their course. So it was great. But I find once you've spoken to the student, they appreciate the fact that you want to listen to them and make some changes to help them. Also, you know, you don't have to go into the class with that feeling of dread knowing that someone's complained about you. There's, there's nothing worse than that. If a face-to-face -face meeting is impossible or you just don't feel comfortable doing it, then try to get as much information as possible via your manager about the issue and then do some reflection. Did the student misunderstand your methodology and the reasons behind it? Were your lessons dull? And so on. So what actually went wrong? Let's take a look at a few reasons. This is not an exhaustive list. It's just a few common ones that, you know, I think a lot of teachers come across time and time again. So, number one, they just don't like you. It happens. I know you're personable, charming, hardworking, passionate. Why isn't that getting through to the student? It can't be you. You work really hard. But, you know, I think we have to consider the fact we don't know what the student is experiencing outside your warm and nurturing classroom environment. There are loads of reasons why you're not connecting with them. And it might be they're going through something completely unrelated to you. This is the key thing you need to try and ascertain as soon as you get that negative feedback. Is it nothing to do with you or everything to do with you? Which again is another good reason why sitting down and talking to them is, is key. So... What happened to me once, um, a student left some really personal and hurtful comments about my lessons and, and personality on a feedback form, and it really stung for a good few days, but I had to refocus and remind myself that this has never happened before, and I need to forget about it. So, you know, something obviously went wrong between us, and after careful reflection to this day, I'm still not sure what it was. But, I mean, look, it's called life. We move on. Number two, your lessons are dull. They're bored. No teacher wants to hear that. But if that does happen, it's time for that reflection again. How can I lower my teacher talk time? How can I engage my students before delivering the grammar rules? Am I just delivering the grammar rules? How can I make the grammar rules more of a guided discovery? A quiz, you say? Maybe I'll try that. If you can identify an issue in your teaching, again, it hurts to admit it, but see this as an opportunity to improve. Ask your colleagues or manager to help you. If your lessons, for example, are too teacher-centred, see what your colleagues are doing. I've said this before, teaching is basically stealing other people's ideas and adapting them to your own classroom environment. There's nothing wrong with that. How else are you supposed to build up a bank of activities? Number three, the student feels like they're not learning or progressing. Now, in terms of problems and complaints, this is actually a pretty good one because chatting with the student can actually help you get to the bottom of this and, most importantly, develop a plan with them. So the reasons for the student feeling like they're not learning are too many to count, but you can ask some basic questions. How much practice of the language are you getting outside the class? Are you hanging around with just your own nationality? Have you thought about joining a club? Are you participating in class as fully as you possibly can? Could you talk more in class to people? 
it's definitely important to know what the student is doing when they're not in your class. This doesn't mean you're off the hook though, the problem may still lie with you. If the problem seems to be inside the class and what you're teaching, then this is, again, when you really have to listen and see where the issue lies and what you can do to improve. Again, lean on your managers and your colleagues to help you. Do some reading, listen to some podcasts, but remember you are not alone. Number four, the student thinks they're in the wrong level. This happens quite a lot. I suppose the first question is, do you think they're in the wrong level? This is very often the case when students, for example, have done the same grammar before, so they know it, or they think they know it. However, their speaking and very often their writing just doesn't reflect that. And it's just not quite enough to progress to the next level, so they start feeling resentful. This is when you may have to have a frank chat with the student about their actual level versus their perceived level. Choose your words very carefully. You're right, your grammar is good. You get the exercises right, but I think you need a little bit more practice with your speaking. No negative words there. Then ask things like, how much practice do you get outside a class? Who do you hang around with? Develop a plan with them where they take responsibility for practicing whatever skill is lacking and set goals weekly goals and ultimately goals for a period of time that's been agreed between you. After that period of time, review their progress, review the work they've done and their level. The student knows that you're working with them, for them and your relationship with that student will change for the better. Like I said, there are lots of things that can draw negative feedback from students, but you always have a choice. You can listen to that feedback and choose to take it on board. This will ultimately make you a better teacher. Just a quick aside here, if you have students who are not responding in class, you know, they're not talking, check out episode four, why are my students not talking? There may be a few ideas to help you out there. Back to the podcast. If you've had uh, an experience with negative feedback or if you have any advice to give your fellow teachers, please comment on our Instagram or Facebook page. You'll find us under Everything EFL or send me an email. There are lots of things I haven't mentioned here, so let's get a conversation going on social media. Did I miss anything important? So that's it, guys. Thanks for listening to my first solo episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share and follow Everything EFL on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter. Also, I'd love to hear from you, so please get in touch on social media sites or find my email address on the show notes. You can subscribe to Everything EFL on Spotify, Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts. But the best thing you can do is leave me a five-star review on Apple and push me up the ratings list. And most importantly, don't forget to tell your colleagues. Share the love. Bye.